0: before we start today's episode I just wanted to let you know there's been some pretty big news for Boostly recently and the Boost Hospitality podcast. We have got a show sponsor now and the reason why I'm telling you about this for this episode is because the show sponsor is going to be a guest on this podcast episode. Hostfully reached out to me a while back after I interviewed David uh, Jacoby for this episode and they've had a look a little bit more about Boostly, they've had a little bit of a look about what I'm trying to do and obviously I'm a big fan of theirs and they wanted to work together and they wanted to sponsor the show. Not only do they want to sponsor the show but they want to help hospitality owners all over the world, uh, increase their direct bookings and their guest experience and I'm going to talk to you in this episode today about what they do and how they are doing this. But right now, you can go to Hostfully.com. You can get a free digital guidebook, one free digital guidebook for your property. And you can go and create a free one today. If you want to upgrade, so if you've got more properties or more rooms, you want to create more, then what Hostfully have done just for Boostly members is you get two months free of their premium product. So all you need to do, head to hostly.com if you upgrade, put in the promo code BOOSTLY2M, so B-O-O-S-T-L-Y-2-M, and you'll be able to get two months free of the premium product. So I'll tell you a bit more about Hostfully over this episode, and obviously over the course of the next weeks and months, you'll hear me talking about them a lot more. But I just want to say thank you very much for Hostfully, for sponsoring this show, and let's get on with it. Hi, welcome to the Boostly Podcast. We're in season seven, episode three, and today we are talking about the future of hospitality and is self check going to be essential or not? Now, joining me on this episode, we have David Jacoby of Hostfully, and what we are going to be uh, discussing in detail is a little bit more about what self checking is and how we as uh, hospitality businesses can potentially get sorted for what could be coming so without further ado uh, I welcome david to uh, the podcast david if you could please introduce firstly yourself introduce hostfully and just let us know all about you all about the company and then we will get started
1: all right mark my man thanks so much for having me appreciate it uh, big fan of what you're up to and love the hospitality community and uh, getting connected earlier this year was real exciting, so excited to be on this podcast. So hostfully, we are a platform for hosts, for property managers to help them run their business from tip to tail. Uh, so I'll get to into some of those details later, but essentially we have two separate platforms. One is a full service property management software that helps you list your properties on multiple channels like Airbnb and Vrbo and your own website and automate emails to the guests and have a central reservation system you know calendar so you don't get double bookings uh, owner portal so you can tell the owners about how often the place is being booked and how much they are making if you're renting it out on behalf of owners stuff like that uh, our other platform is a guest communications platform essentially digital guidebooks so we take that that mediocre looking three-ring binder and bring it into the 21st century and make it real easy to share important information to the guests and. Uh, I think we were uh, mentioned a few times on your Facebook group, and that's how we first connected by some users that we have, so it was real exciting to to see that. Uh, And how that started really was out of my own personal experience as both a guest and then as a host. Uh, So about nine years ago now, my wife and I, we took a one-year sabbatical, uh, and we traveled around the world. Uh, We had our one year of fun before we had kids. Uh, Not that this isn't fun, Mark, right, just a different kind of fun. Different uh, kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and we went to uh, 27 countries and five continents and ended up staying in 38 homes during that trip. Uh, some was through traditional vacation rentals, uh, some through friends of friends and also Mark, do you know the website
0: couchsurfing.org? I do. I do. I traveled around America using that website. Nice,
1: awesome. So we did a lot of couchsurfing. This was back in two thousand and ten, when it was a, a bit more popular than it than it was now. Than it is now. Uh, for those who don't know, it's kind of the Airbnb without the financial transaction. So it's literally hosts who want to meet people from other cultures and help travelers travel, and they'll host you for free. And uh, through couchsurfing specifically, we stayed for free with people in Lima, Peru, in Cairo in jerusalem in kigali rwanda in hanoi vietnam some real random places and that's when i first realized the incredible influence that the host has on the guest's stay you know anything a host told us to do went to the top of the priority list above lonely planet or TripAdvisor or yelp or any of those websites we got the inside scoop we got the hidden gems uh, okay. so then after that trip we moved here to san francisco into a single family home uh, which has this beautiful basement space uh, where my parents come out from Connecticut uh, and spend three months a year with the grandkids. They don't care about me anymore, just the grandkids. Right, Mark? That's, yeah. how, that's how it works these that's
0: days. 100% how it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and then the other nine months, we started putting that up on Airbnb. Uh, and that was such a good experience that the main two floors of the house where we live, we have an extra guest room and we opened that up on Airbnb as well. So that's the traditional Airbnb model of sharing your your kitchen and sharing your living space. Put it up on couch surfing as well, pay the good karma back. Uh, So sometimes we'll have two reservations at the same time in our house, one in our guest room and one in our more private basement in law unit. And we've had well over 300 guests now in our home and I've been an Airbnb super host for over four years. Uh, And I realized firsthand the pain point of being in constant communication with guests after guests and answering all the questions that they have before their trip and then their separate set of questions while they're staying with me uh, while also realizing the pleasure of hearing from them that they went to my favorite coffee shop and they went to my favorite brunch spot and sure they went to Fisherman's Wharf and Alcatraz and did all the touristy things but it was staying in my neighborhood that um, that got me that gave them the original you know unique experience and and got me uh, the five-star reviews that then let me charge more for my place. And in looking into the industry, I realized there's a big focus on getting the reservation. Uh, but after that reservation is made, there weren't a lot of tools to help the host be a better host. And in speaking with more hosts, I realized that everyone had some form of uh, three-ring binder, you know, mediocre-looking guidebook, and uh, and I did that myself one night. So you know, I spent hours on Microsoft Word uh, making this real ugly-looking <laughs> document, trying to have it be all cool-looking, uh, and kind of banging my head against the wall, thinking there's got to be a better way to to do this. So but that's kind of the the high-level overview genesis of of my background and how I got into this space. And uh, after banging my head against the wall, thinking there's gotta be a better way to do it, I, uh, I kind of started Hostfully that gives hosts the ability to uh, make a beautiful looking digital guidebook. Uh, it's, uh, there's also a print version, so you can print it out and have it look really nice instead of that, that mediocre one in, in the listing, uh, but there's also a lot of benefits of being able to send it to the guests in advance, and a lot of that is around self-check-in, so it's uh, you know, timely that we're talking about this. Uh, and then we started integrating, just to finish the story on Hostfully, we started integrating with some property management softwares out there. Uh, one was a startup here in San Francisco, uh, originally called Orbi Rental. Uh, and long story short, on that, one thing led to another. It's kind of like dating. We had a, a loose integration at first, and then a, a deeper integration. And we really liked the CEO of Orby Rental. We we're two startups here in San Francisco. Our skill sets were complementary. Our products were complementary, and we'd meet up and, and um, talk shop, have coffee, have, have lunch, and we're like, "Hey, why don't we take things more seriously? <laughs> what do you mean by that?" And we went from being two uh, very, very small, scrappy startups to being one very small, scrappy startup. And we, and we merged and we've grown a lot since then, which is exciting. Uh, so again, you can have our two products. Uh, they're, they're separate platforms and we're doing a lot more integration between the two. So the sum of the whole is greater than the sum of the parts.
0: I like that. Really good story. Thank you so much for sharing. And. We are going to delve deeper into Hostfully as this goes on because like I say, it's a platform that I am fascinated by. And I know many of us are, like I say, good friend of, of both of ours, Danny uh, from Optimize Airbnb has, has told me about it. And I know that you're, you're good, good friends with, with Danny as well. So tonight we're going to talk about self-checking and what does this hold for the hospitality world? Now, I like I say, I read your blog on it it piqued my interest, it got me investigating into it further. I know there'll be a lot of people who tune into this, and whether it's on video or on the audio, and they'll be going, well, I ought to do self-checking. But there are so many that don't, and there's reasons for and why they do this. But I just wanted to go right to the very beginning. And the first question that I'd like you to elaborate on in simple terms is, what does self-checking mean? to you how how does it work and, and like i say the simplest way what is a self check-in?
1: sure so at a high level it's um having it so the guests can check in on their own without anyone there to greet them so whenever they arrive their flight's delayed you don't as an airbnb host you don't need to be waiting and waiting wondering when they're gonna come uh so essentially there's either i guess two buckets one have both similar one having a an old school lockbox that has a key so you you know enter in a little code open it up get the key and you can check in Uh, or having varying degrees of newer smarter locks that either have pin codes on it or uh, you know are connected to your your phone with an app that automatic automatically unlocks it Uh, so there's different ways but essentially that you you don't need to be there for them to check in
0: awesome so there are a lot of people watching or, or listening to this and they will fall under B&B guest house, hotel owner on my right hand side here. And on my left hand side, we'll have the rental owner. Now, like we say, when it comes to rental, specifically when you don't live on site, the self checking will be something that you are more commonly known for. Like you say, the the, the key or the, the padlock, Like we have the, the key combination, but there's obviously pitfalls to that. Um, now, could you just sort of elaborate for people who don't know some potential pitfalls when it comes to having a self-check-in system?
1: Sure. So let's uh, let's riff on that together. There's a few pitfalls and, and then solutions to the pitfalls. So I'd say three, um, three big buckets would be just the technology failing, uh, the guest experience standpoint, having a decreased quality on that, and then uh, some safety measures when you don't have a... Uh, a person there greeting them. So taking each of those one at a time, the technology failing, that's obvious. Uh, I heard about a some i forgot which system it was and i don't want to have that anyways but one smart lock there was some system update that just automatically happens and they got bricked and they just literally didn't work on unless you had to physically go and do a factory reset of those smart locks so imagine if it's a vacation home and you're not near there and the guest goes in and they can't <laughs> it's, it's broken they can't get in you know having an old school key you're kind of wishing for that at that time uh, so you need to make sure you have some kind of backup, especially if it's not your home and you're not there, so uh, some of the smart locks you kind of just put right on top of the, the, the lock itself, so a key will still work. Um, but then in, in other cases, uh, whether it's a back door or you're hiding a key somewhere else or some other entrance in case that, in case you've completely replaced the lock and the technology fails, you really need to have a backup. Yeah. <laughs> So I'd say that's one area. Uh, the other from the guest experience standpoint, uh, it, it is maybe a little less personal that you're not greeting someone right away. Uh, but on the flip side, that's not necessarily the time a guest wants to talk with the host because they, <laughs> they just arrived and they're tired, maybe they're not in the best of moods as well. Uh, so in general, related to self check-in, but just things to think about when having um, when wanting to make it personal, there's ways to do it without you actually being there, right? So you can have automated emails and texts that get sent to the guests before they arrive uh, as well as after they've arrived, you know, the next day, send them a a text, whether you're personally doing it or through your property management software, just checking in, making sure everything's okay. Uh, Also, of course, our guidebook, we really help in that area because it, both makes you look more professional and gives you a personal experience uh, in general to to that guest, but you can also share check-in details very clearly. So you can uh, have photos you can have even have a video of where you should walk to go and and uh, uh you know where the basement door is or stuff like that you can have a welcome video in general uh just to, so you can have one video about check-in and another video that's just a general welcome video you know hey so glad you're staying at my place let me know if you have any questions uh, other things on the technology side that you can do Uh, you can uh, have a smart home uh, technology in terms of like Alexa and Google Home too so when they walk in having uh, having a message from the Alexa say hey mark it's so glad that you're staying here let us know if you have any questions that's been getting popular Um, virtual concierge service Um, they're kind of leading the industry in that area and we've done an integration with them so all the information you enter in the guidebook uh, now goes over to Alexa and then at some point later on, check in with them. So it's it's self check in, they've done it on their own. Uh, and then if you want to give them a call uh, the next day or later that day and see how things are going, that'll, that'll add a personal touch if you have the time for that. Uh, so that's one thing from the, the guest experience side, and then the final thing we talked about is safety. So your question being, what are the pitfalls? You know, if you're personally checking in someone, you can kind of get that feel of, oh, wait, maybe this is going to be a troubled guest or not, uh, and you can, you know, make sure that it is the guest who you think <laughs> you think it is, and not someone else altogether. So. Uh, again, technology can help with that. You can have a video camera, so not just a smart lock, but there's some systems like August and Nest, and just other separate ones that have the the video side as well. So you can see when they're checking in. You can get an alert that the you know someone's opened the door, and you can see a video of who it is and make sure it's what the reservation says. Um, there's also other technology like Noise Aware and Party Squasher, which can tell if you know the parties are are going on. So Noise Aware tells the decibel level. Party Squasher can tell how many uh, Wi Fi, uh, how many mobile devices are like trying to get a Wi Fi connection. Uh, and then also, uh, before the guest days, you can have pre-arrival forms to, that they fill out to get some more information about the guests or do background checks. Um, or even, I, I know some uh, some clients of ours have a whole separate agreement, independent of the, the guests uh, agreeing to the house rules on Verbo or Airbnb, but there's a whole separate agreement that they need to sign.
0: I think the main takeaway from this is that technology now is so <laughs> crazy that there is literally an app or a solution to pretty much everything. And you're right in the home of it in San Francisco, you know, Silicon Valley and all that, where literally the startup world is just booming. And you know, like they say, there's so much software and app out there that technology now just makes it phenomenally easy, even if you're on the other side of the world, to make sure that A, the guest can find you okay, uh, B, the guest can get in, but once they're in, there's no mad party going on. You know who's coming in. They say who they are, and you like you say you can get all of the documentation, all of the agreements signed even before they they arrive. Um, some of the pitfalls that we've had with having self check-in, and, and we have literally got the the old age um, keypad combination. You've got with your little uh, flip on the finger. So in the winter, by having the self check-in, by relying on this, when it gets really cold and the dial doesn't move because it's literally eyes shut. We've had that, you know, literally. And it always happens at the worst possible time, you know, Christmas being one or, you know, it happens on um, just literally the worst possible time. And you've also got where a case of self-checking and for whatever reason, the guest that has checked out has forgot to put the key back in and it's not there. So a guest, guest tries to get in and then obviously you're, best bit you know it always happens when you, you you least expect it just being a holiday weekend over in the states without our bank holiday here in, in the UK always something happens on a bank holiday so if, these are some of like the, the old age pitfalls that that can happen but obviously technology can help solve this and, and things do happen. Um but I believe that self-checking is is going to become um, more popular in the guest house world. So one of the big pain points that i have of running a guest house is you've got set check-in times and you'll say check-in is any time between say one or or 1 p.m to to say 6 p.m and the problem with a b and b is that you find that you're having to be in the house between 1 p.m and and 6 p.m now could we sort of just delve into a little bit here how are potentially a guest house owner or a small hotel owner motel owner however you want to describe it how could self-check-in with the technology that you've described how do you feel in your opinion i know i've got my opinion but how do you feel in your opinion um that guest house owners can adopt the self-in-checking processes specifically of all the technology that is now available
1: yeah it depends on their specific house uh, there's many ways of doing it so the hardest might be if it's actually uh apartment in a big downtown building where there's you know you need to have that key so you can't use a smart lock but there's still been technology that's helped that out for example key cafe is a business where you can go to a local cafe and and get the key there to to go in Mm -hmm. uh and i'd say it it depends on your your comfort level as to exactly how much you want to install. So I, I hear what you're saying about having the, the issues with someone not putting a key back or it being cold and the, and the button's not working. So I think having that redundancy is the best, just knowing you have the, the backup. So, uh, for example, what we have, we use August Lock, and that just goes right over um, the, the lock. So you can still use a regular key for that uh and it's got a keypad so we have a keypad and we have a lockbox with a backup key so if the keypad doesn't work they can use the lockbox if someone used the lockbox and didn't put the key back we can tell our guests to use the keypad uh so just having that redundancy i think is key
0: yeah so there's like the best of, the best of both well, i mean like, with my opinion we, we've guessed there's the reason why i wanted to do this episode and like you've got a small b&b you know four or five rooms um i think the the way that uh, I see that self-checking becoming important is that number one, for um, a big pain point, it would just mean that you don't always have to be on site. You don't have to hire or employ somebody to be on site. If you've got the systems and structure in place and that like you're using, um, hostfully in the guidebook, you could have the pre-checking instructions to the guests sent and they can follow that to a T with the video and they could arrive that when they arrive if if you're not in for whatever reason you've got documented this what happens if we're not in this is this is your code you put in the code the door will open and then we will leave you instructions on how you can get to you know your room whether you're staying in one two three or four you know and then again on the actual door there could be again a little smart lock a little keypad and then your key will be waiting for you in there and again it's all about communication and like moving on for like the future of hospitality and it doesn't matter whether you've got a rental or you've got a small hotel or a guest house, by um, looking at these sort of methods and technologies that are in place, uh, Amazon Ring and the other ones for like the, for the doorbell ones, so you can see the people that are coming in, you can get a notification when somebody enters and unlocks your property all these things that you can do in place that means you don't always have to be on on site which again is a big pain point we're just coming to the end of silly season um you know in the northern hemisphere we've got a very busy summer it literally feels like sometimes that you haven't actually seen outside for the best part of you know uh three months when you when you're really at it every single day and to have these sort of small little windows of opportunities where you can bring self-checking. I think that's, I think that's really cool. And like I say, I think everybody should be looking to try and adopt it in some way, shape or form. Now, um, I want to move on to automation. You mentioned email triggers. How are you using email triggers with, with hostfully and, and the PMS that you've got, uh, to make sure that when the guest books, to the point of arrival, everything goes as smooth as clockwork and getting people into the guidebook and, and whatnot. That'd be really cool to find out what you're doing.
1: Absolutely, so there's a few triggers that I personally have in place and that I we recommend to our users and, and just what I've seen from other clients of ours doing. Of course, right when the reservation is confirmed, having an email getting sent, uh, <clears throat> whether it's the, having the same email get sent, no matter whether it's coming from Airbnb or Verbo, it adds this consistency to it. So you can confirm, you know, hey, so glad that you're interested in staying in my place. Uh, I'm just wanna reach out and confirm that that reservation is made. Even though they might've gotten that confirmation from Airbnb, that email, getting one from the the host is um, essential. Uh, And in that initial email, you can say, here's everything you need to, I'll be in touch as it gets closer to your arrival. But in the meantime, here's everything you need to know about your trip. And you have a link to the guidebook right there, so you're making this awesome first impression. Like, wow, this <laughs> this host knows what he's doing, uh, and it's got all the local recommendations, that all your favorite stuff. So now they can look around and see if there's a restaurant they want to make a reservation for, you know, buy tickets to some activity in advance, uh, and also their their comfort level. They see that there's some check-in details. You might not have like your lockbox code in this right away in case they in case they cancel. So it's more kind of general uh, directions and stuff like that. Uh, We have some clients that only send recommendations right away. So we have a recommendations only version of the guidebook. And then five days before the guest arrives is when they send the full guidebook that has the check-in details and the house manual. Uh, So number one is that email right away when the reservation is confirmed. Uh, And then anywhere from five to 10 days, we kind of see a range uh, sending that welcome email to the guest. And the goal of that welcome email, you, you actually want to keep that as short as possible. Um, I've seen these crazy long welcome emails that have all the information in the world about how to turn the TV on and what to do at checkout and, oh, by the way, if you want to use the laundry, uh, which only, you know, maybe 10% of the guests are going to. And by making that email so long, by kind of just throwing up everything, no one, no one reads any of the essential information. So you want that email to be short that says here is a link to my guidebook that's got all the details in a very digestible manner. Uh, and then maybe if you want to say, you know, my lockbox code is one, two, three, four, five or whatever, uh, and any other highlights and you just keep that in the, in the email itself. Uh, (laughs) So keep that email short. And then finally one day before the guest arrives, uh, send one final email just saying, hey, either one day or some people do it that morning. You know, hey, just a reminder, here you come to, uh, tomorrow. Here's all the information that you need.
0: I, I totally get that with the the, the email triggers and you want to be making it as um, automated as possible. Don't bl- like literally, like you say, throw upon an email. Um, you don't want to do that because when you overwhelm somebody, then they will just not do it. They will not pay attention to it. I a mean, really really great little tip there because a lot of people in this uh watching this or listening to this will have some form of email automation, email triggers going out at at certain points, and what to put in those emails people struggle with like coming up with the content or what to send, and when they a bit confused on what to send. They just send everything. And I've, mm-hmm. I've like you. I've seen <laughs> every form of different type of email, from just one or two lines, like what's the point in sending it, to an essay. So the trick is to um, be clear, concise, speak to your target audience, speak to the ideal people you want to see coming through the door, and you know, utilise what you do have. Keep it short, sharp, sweet, and get to the point. Bullet points is always a good way to go but have links where they can go to if they want to find out uh, more information like send them to maybe a youtube video that you've created or you know uh, send them elsewhere now let's move on to hostfully then we, we, we've teased people enough we, we've mentioned about the guidebook and i really do want to focus on the guidebook a little bit more for this like final bit of the interview how does the guidebook actually work when does the guest get hold of it like how do you the user as in the host put the information in like, can you just sort of share a little bit more about that? please?
1: Absolutely. So it's a simple URL. So it's uh, not an app that you're forcing the guests to download and install, you know, a temporary app for the three days that they're on vacation, but rather it's a URL uh and it looks beautiful on any device so the and we see a lot of guests viewing the guidebook uh on desktop because they're getting that welcome email before their trip so they're at work on their computer they get that email and they want to click on the link and it comes up and it looks great on a computer uh and it's also you know our design was mobile first so it kind of looks and feels like an app it's super mobile friendly but you're again you're not downloading anything uh so that's so that's how you share it and it works for platforms like Airbnb, they will, they'll block a URL before the reservation Mm -hmm. is made because they're afraid you're trying to take them offline to complete the booking. But after the reservation is made, you can send URLs. So you can have your email templates in Airbnb uh, or through your property management software. It will include the the, uh, URL. So you just add it to your email templates essentially, and then the guest gets it. Um, So that's on the the guest side. On the the making side, as you asked, it's online as well. Uh, So it's, you know, software as a service. Service platform you go online you create an account and we make it super easy to to make the guidebook so you uh, enter in your address you enter in uh, check-in information uh, you know what the Wi-Fi code is certain directions and then any house manual information so house rules or how to turn the TV on or how to use the laundry uh, and then any recommendations that you want uh, it's integrated with Google Places, so you just start typing in the name of a place and all the details appear, so you're not kind of copying and pasting the address of each restaurant and finding a picture and finding the website. We make it real easy to make beautiful recommendations. Uh, and you can, you can have a... Um, pretty cool looking guidebook up and running in say 20 minutes or so, um, or you can get really into it and start making all sorts of videos on how to use your laundry machine and how to turn the TV on and um, all sorts of stuff and, and then it'll take you know, anywhere from one to two hours. Um, As you scale, one more thing, Mark, as you scale and and you have multiple listings, it's real easy to make each additional guidebook because everything is real modular. So uh, you can make one recommendation card and add it to 50 guidebooks. Uh, In one in one second or you can take your house rules and and add it to all of your your guidebooks So you might need to change the Wi-Fi code. You might need to change directions uh, But everything else once you have one guidebook You just copy it over make a couple tweaks and you have a new guidebook in minutes.
0: I, I like What you said David, you can have it up and running in 20 minutes if you want a super short sweet and simple but if you really do delve into it and you invest a couple of hours then you can have something that is going to really enhance your guest experience, which is key part of this. You know, we've all stayed in in rental properties. You've traveled the world doing it, and you know we we, know, we all know people that, that are doing it. And one of the most frustrating things is when you come out of your comfort zone, because we all know how our kitchen is. We all know how our TV works. But as soon as you go somewhere else and you're in a rental property and it's not yours, and you're looking at the controls or you're looking at the 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 oven hub and it's like oh what am i doing here so to have an app or to have an online guidebook that you can go to to get all the instructions now the benefit of not having this on a on an old ring binder is that number one ring binders can go missing the pages can get old and tatty when it's on an app it's literally there in front of you on, on your on your phone or your tablet or you, know, you can even pull up the of the computer now um, for, for a guest experience, this is key because like you say, all the the instructions for the house is on this app. When you arrive at a property uh, and you're in a brand new location that you've never been to, you're in, you've got your bags in, you're unpacked and you're like, right, I want something to eat if people aren't getting recommended and, and this is like some of that you mentioned right at the very start live like locals it's it's one of the airbnb's original slogans it's you go off recommendations from your host and when you don't have recommendations you just end up going to a chain you know it's just it's as it is, it is. You, you you open up google maps you see oh there's a nando's or a mcdonald's or whatever you're just going to go there because that that is what you instantly revert to but if you've got recommendations of listen this place, it's on literally, this is the map on Google. Go here, it's a two-minute walk. It does the best tacos or it does the best whatever. We love it. We've been here, our guests love it. Even better, we've spoken to the owner. If you go in, mention David, you get 10% or you get a free dessert. And like little things like that will just mean you stand a lot better chance of getting a phenomenal review. But most importantly, that talk trigger, they will go home they will mention about this amazing little place. They stayed in San Francisco. Um, There was an amazing taco place nearby and what's better you back here's the website. So it's, it's enhancing your guest experience, but you're also enhancing the chance of them talking about you further down the line. So you can do it all in the, the guidebook. You can do it all via via hostfully and as well, you know, you've got all the things that you can delve into, but if you literally just wanted a super short, sharp and sweet, 20 minutes and you're done. Now you mentioned as well that guests can actually print these off as well. So how does that work?
1: you press print <laughs> no uh we have <laughs> it's that easy uh no we have a print section you can actually customize that too so you can choose uh which you can uh change the colors uh to enhance you know if you have certain branding uh you can choose which sections you want to print so for example the getting here section a lot of people will remove that because they've already got in there <laughs> this is for the for the listing itself so there are some uh, customizations to the print version as well uh and, and then you can print it out we also have a qr code and i'm amazed at how qr technology has come a long way you know you you used to need an an actual separate app uh, to bring it up but now you just like bring up your camera right and you put it over a qr code so uh we have a qr code and you can print that out and put you know put it on your refrigerator or or coffee table and then people just put their phone over it and the guidebook will pop up Mm. Uh, and uh, also you know one thing that you said about the guests asking about local recommendations Having the guidebook really enhances the quality of your conversation. So on the one hand, it decreases the amount of questions you get, and I'll, I'll talk more about that in a second, but you're also trying to provide that personal experience, and I'm sure all the your guests have had that deer in headlights moment where a guest asks you a question like, hey, where should I go eat? And you start giving them directions and like they just, get, you know, they're deer in headlights. They get all scared because they're not from the area. You're just telling them go down the street and make a left, um, but they, they really freak out. So now you can say, don't worry. All the details are in the guidebook. So three days from now when you want to go to this steakhouse, you can look at all the details in the guidebook. And let me just tell you about why I like it. And they'll really listen to you and not get concerned on the details of, of when it's open or how to get there. Um, also, we find that that not only does it enhance the quality, but as I said, it'll decrease the amount of questions you get. You're still going to get some questions. So a guest is still going to ask you, "What's parking like?" or "You know, where where should I go go eat?" And if you respond to that first question with a link to the specific section in the guidebook. So because this is a responsive design web application, each section has its own URL. So you just take that URL and you respond saying, here's everything you need to know about parking. Then they're not gonna ask you a second question because they realize, oh, okay, all the details really are in this guidebook.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you're right, by just pointing them to the guidebook at the first point, it just er eradicates uh, unnecessary questions being, being sent from, okay. So we've teased people enough, um, about Hostfully. where can somebody go if they want to find out more information?
1: Great. So hostfully.com. So H O S T F U L L Y hostfully.com. And, uh, we have a special code. Do you want to say that? Should I say that?
0: Yeah. So we're, we're chatting before about the guidebook before we came, uh, live and David and, and the guys at hostfully, have kindly put together a little coupon so if the guidebook is something that you think will benefit you uh head over to hostfully.com go to the guidebook and if you use the coupon code boostly2m so b-o-o-s-t-l-y the number two and m you'll get two months free of this guidebook which is which is pretty cool um so hopefully this episode you've Um, gathered a little bit more about self-checking. You've learned a little bit more about Hostfully. And if you want to go check it out and if you're appreciative, I'm massively appreciative of being able to get David and and the guys on here because it's something that I've been recommended by. I've seen it and I think it's great. And hopefully you guys can too. Go ahead, get the two months uh, free of the app and and the guidebook and and, and give it a good go. And then most importantly, if you are going to use it, report back to me, come into the hospitality community or email Mark and send me the links. Let me know what it looks like. So I, I love to see these sort of things uh, live to the world. And I, most importantly, I want to know the results as in, have you been able to enhance the guest experience? Have your reviews gone up? Has, has it even helped you get more bookings, direct bookings? So yeah, please do go and check it out. Um, David, oh. anything else you'd like to add?
1: yes uh also i just want to comment that we actually have one guidebook is free so go and kick the tires and you can make a pretty cool looking guidebook uh, for free we also have a premium version so that's the code that mark had given you for and a lot of the features in the premium version has come from hosts that, that have asked for stuff so you can private label it add your logo to it you can add a splash page that collects email address of Uh, not just the main point of contact, but other guests that that are gonna be there. Uh, You can customize the URL, and we've just launched a marketplace as well, so you can upsell a mid-stay cleaning or extended checkout or stuff like that. Um, so that's all part of our premium version, which um, is pretty low. It's uh, less than $100 a year at the at the first level. Uh, but we also have a beautiful guidebook. If you are a host that just has one property and you only need one guidebook, you can go for free. Um, and so go ahead and kick the tires and, and, and make like one that. reason why not to. <laughs>
0: Well, what I, what I love about this, this interview, this, your story is that you're scratching your own itch. You know what I mean? It's like something that you've experienced as a guest and a host and you've gone, okay, so there's something missing here and you've gone and and created it and there's so many people doing amazing things in the world of hospitality. but The reason why I keep coming back to you guys is that it's something that is so simplistically obvious that will enhance your guest experience and better yet, the first one is free and then you've got the premium option. So everybody, if they've got one property, they can just go on right now and just give it a go, get it up and running, share your links, share them with me, share them in the hospitality community if you want us all to have a have a look at and to go over. And yeah, let's see what we can do here. So David, I really appreciate you coming on and, and, and sharing your knowledge and talking about self-checking and, and sharing host, hostfully with us. Um, if they want to find, uh, you on Instagram or LinkedIn, are you on any of these channels that can, can they find you further if they've got any questions or what's, where's the best place to get in touch?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, Twitter. So at David Jacoby and at hostfully underscore actually. Uh, and that's all on our website as well. So just go to hostfully.com and you'll see all the links for that.
0: Amazing. Okay, so uh, David, appreciate. It. Thank you so much for coming on, and thank you everybody for tuning into uh, season seven, episode three of the Boostly podcast. Before you leave, can you go and rate and review on wherever you are tuning into this podcast? On, um, I will be back for season seven, episode four, very very soon. If you want to go and download the back catalogue of all of the seasons, just go to Boostly b o o s t l y dot u k forward slash podcast and all seasons and episodes are clearly on there. Uh, the first season I, I share with you five steps on how you can increase your direct bookings. In the second season, we went through the guest booking process. In the third season, we interviewed hospitality owners from all over the world and found out what they're doing to increase their direct bookings. Uh, and you know, the one that's just been season six, we delved into the world of serviced accommodations. So there was loads for you to catch up on. I really appreciate every single one of you tuning in. Uh, I've just been checking my download report and last month we broke the record for the amount of downloads. So thank you so much for doing it. Thank you so much for sharing and telling your friends and liking and rating and reviewing because it's just going slowly up the charts. And, and that's, that's all I'm trying to achieve with this, get more hospitality owners to find out more about what they can do to increase their guest experience and increase their direct bookings. So thank you so much for tuning in and I'll be back very soon for episode four very soon.